verse 2. As we continue our message on prosperity is real. Anybody know prosperity is real? Anybody know prosperity is real? Hallelujah. Now in this church, we have studied the subject of love, how to walk in love, talk in love, how to keep the New Testament commandment. Amen? Amen. We studied how to live and walk by faith. Am I right or wrong? But do you believe we have all we need to know about faith and love? Come on. Do, come on, ask again. Do we believe, do you believe we know all we need to know about faith and love? No. Certainly not. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. So what we do, we give you a good dose. And what you do is feed on that. And you exercise that. Amen. You walk in that. And then you do what? You grow. Amen. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. Then in a few more years, we'll give you another good dose. Amen. amen. And then you do what? You grow some more. Come on, amen. See, you not only need faith for walking in love, but you also need faith for healing. You need faith on how to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. So what what, what have we done? We taught on how to be led by the what? Spirit of God. You see, faith works the same in every area. Let me say that again. Faith works the same in every area, but faith has to be developed in each area. Let me say it again. Faith works the same in every area, but faith has to be developed in each area. Just because you have strong faith that God is real and he's your savior and strong faith that he's coming again, that doesn't mean you have any faith to be healed. Let me say that again. Just because, come on, say amen, somebody. You have strong faith that God is real and he's your savior and strong faith that he's coming again, that doesn't mean you have any faith to be healed. Just because you have strong faith to be healed, folks, doesn't mean you have faith, have any faith for prosperity. Are you listening to me out here? Why? Faith has to be developed in each area. And how does faith come? By hearing. And hearing by the what? By the word of God. It doesn't come by begging for faith. It doesn't even come by someone laying hands on you to impart faith. Come on, say amen, somebody. It only comes by what? Hearing So faith for healing, listen to me now, faith for healing only comes by hearing scriptures on healing. Do you understand that? Faith for walking in love only comes by hearing scriptures on walking in love. Faith for answered prayer only comes by hearing scriptures on prayer and so we studied the subject of prayer come on say amen Amen. listen if you're a strong prayer warrior and you have plenty of money you can do anything you want to do because why you would be led by God come on are you with me out here that's why the devil doesn't want you to have either one but look at 3 John 1 2 says what does it say again he said beloved I what I wish, I desire, or I pray above what? Above what? All things that thou mayest what? Prosper and be where? And help even as thy what? Soul prosper. And we know in verse 3 he talks about truth. Verse 4 he talks about truth. Verse 8 he talks about what? Truth. Well, is there truth concerning the subject of prosperity? Let me ask the question again. Is there truth concerning the subject of prosperity? Somebody say yes. Is there truth concerning God's will for us to prosper? Amen. Will that truth make you free? Did the Lord tell us that it is his will for us to prosper? He said what? Right here. He says beloved. How many people are his beloved in here? 
Come on, say, I am his beloved. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, I am his beloved. So he says, beloved, come on, take it personal, like he's talking directly to you right now. Beloved. Beloved. I wish. I desire. I pray. Above. Listen to this. He says, above all things. In other words, this is important to God concerning you. He said, above all things that thou may what? Prosper. And this is not just talking about spiritual prosperity. Then he says, and be in health, even as I what? So prosper. And people will say, well, you're always just always talking about his spiritual prosperity. And what people will try to do when they say things like that, they'll try to water down the word of God. But as you see here, it's plain and simple. Is it plain and simple? But let me tell you something. Never water down the scripture to match your experience. Let me say it again. Never water down the scripture to match your experience. And people will water down the book of Acts. They will water down 1 Corinthians chapter 12 when it talks about the gifts of the Spirit. But the question is, why do they do that? They do that because why? Because they don't talk in tongues. Come on, are you with me out here? Because they don't have the manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit. Amen? So they want to water down the Bible to match their lack of experience. Are you following me out there? You have people who water down the gospel accounts. They're actually watered down all the teachings of Jesus on healing folk. All the teachings on faith. Why? Because they don't have healing in their life. And they don't have faith operating in their life. Come on, say amen, somebody. And since they don't have these things in their church, they want to water down what they don't have. Are you following me out here? But don't you ever do that. Turn neighbor, don't you ever do that. That's why you need to read your Bible on a consistent basis. Let me say it again. That's why you need to read your Bible on a consistent basis. And we can say this time and time again, but there's still Christians and believers that don't read their Bible on a consistent basis. You need to read your Bible on a consistent basis because why? When you do, you will constantly come across something you don't have. You read what I just said? You will constantly come across something you don't want, you'll have. You will come across something that you know you're not there yet. But when you see it, don't try to make excuses and water it down so it'll fit where you are right now. Instead, you say, Lord, elevate me to that. Elevate me to match that. Elevate my life and experience to match this. Come on, say amen, somebody. See, it means you're not there, but believe he can get you there. Somebody say, I believe he can get me there. So right here, just believe what he says here in 1 John 1, 2. He says, beloved, I wish what? Above how many things? All things that thou mayest what? Prosper. Do you believe that? Come on, do you believe that? Do you believe that God told you that his desire for you is to prosper. Come on, do you really believe that? See, we take this scripture for exactly what he said. Come on, say amen, somebody. And we believe he meant what he said, and we also believe he will do what he said. Come on, say this. It's his will. He told me so. For me to prosper. For me to be healthy. And this happens as my soul prospers. Come on, say it again. Say, it is his will. He told me so. For me to prosper. For me to be healthy. This happens as my soul prospers. And once again, he says here, and be in health even as I what? Even as I what? Soul prospers. And people will even look at this and say, well, see there, he's saying the most important thing is that your soul prosper. He didn't say that either. Tell your neighbor, he didn't say that either. What people do, they will try to twist the scriptures 
to match what they think. Come on, say amen, somebody. He said here, it's going to happen as your soul prospers. When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Now, we talked about this. You don't prosper first in your checkbook. You don't prosper first in your bank account. Come on, say amen, somebody. You prosper first in your soul. Somebody say, in my soul. You're not going to prosper externally until you prosper internally. Let me say it again. You're not going to prosper externally until you prosper when? Internally. It happens in your thinking. And in your speaking, come on, say amen, somebody. And in your believing, you must quit thinking like a poor person. You must quit talking like a poor person. And you got to quit walk or quit believing like a poor person. And even though you have no money at all, even though you have you got no money at all. You got to start agreeing with the scriptures. Let me say it again. Even though you don't have any money at all, you still have to start what? Agreeing with the scripture. You have to begin calling yourself blessed. Come on, say amen, somebody. And you got to think that way. And you got to talk that way. And as you prosper in your soul, come on, you're thinking your understanding, your speaking, and your believing. Guess what? It's only a matter of time until it starts showing up on the outside in your bank account, in your pocketbook. Come on, say amen, somebody. In your wallet, in what you wear, what you drive, and what you eat, and everything else, and you're blessed to be a blessing. Somebody say, that's me, that's me. Now, we define prosperity and we talked about what kind of God we serve. And we went back to Genesis and we looked at, we looked at how God revealed himself through, to, through two major redemptive names. One was El Shaddai. Come on. And it revealed God's what? His nature. It revealed his character. And it revealed his will. We looked at the root word of Shaddai. Which is the we found out that word means in the, in the Hebrew it means breast, like a woman's breast, and just like a mother's breast is an infant's total source of supply. Guess what? God is our total source of supply. Tell your neighbor, God is your total source of supply. And see, when you believe that, listen to this: when you believe that, you don't look to people. You don't put pressure on people. Come on. When you're in faith, you don't put any pressure on people. And guess what? That includes your employer. That includes trying to sell people something. That includes your clients. That includes the government. Come on, say amen, somebody. That includes everybody because what? You look to God as your source and you don't put pressure on people. And we've seen where God revealed himself to Abram as Jehovah Jireh. The God that sees ahead and provides the supply. The God that sees ahead and provides the what? Supply. So that's the kind of God they knew, folks. Has he changed? Come on, has he changed? Come on, what did the book of Malachi say? The Malachi said he is the Lord and he changes not. Tell you neighbor, my God doesn't change. If he was Sheldai, it was El Shaddai. And if he was Jehovah Jireh in days past, folks, guess what? He's still the same today. He is Jehovah Jireh. Come on. 
He sees it ahead of time. Come on, say amen, somebody. He is El Shaddai. He's the all-breasty one. He said he's what? El Shaddai. He said he's what? He's Jehovah what? Jireh. But he also said, if you read scripture, he also says, I'm the God of Abraham. You find throughout scripture, he would say, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So let's ask this question. What kind of God did Abraham know? Once again, if you could just buzz up to heaven tonight and come around that corner and there's Abraham. If you could sit on the street corner made of gold with Abraham and say, Father Abraham, what kind of God did you know? Is God a God of prosperity or is he a God of poverty? Or is he a God of being broke? Come on, is he a God of poverty or is he a prosperity God? Which one is it? Will he diminish you or will he increase you? Has he changed? What would Abraham tell you? He would say, no. He would say, God is a God of what? Prosperity. Come on. He would say God is a God of more than enough. Come on, say amen, somebody. Well, go back to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now remember, we're asking what kind of God did Abraham know? Right? Right? Right, Crystal? You didn't say nothing, Crystal. <laughs> right? Thank you. <laughs> she will get me at the service, but that's all right. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. What are we asking? We're asking, what kind of God did Abraham know? And then we're asking, do we serve the same God? Do we what? Serve the same God. For Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Now the Lord has said to Abram, Get thee out of thy what? Country, and from thy what? Kindred, from the house, from thy father's house, unto a what? Land that I will what? Show thee. Now, this was the, this was the beginning of Abraham really getting to know who God was. And here's how God revealed himself to Abraham. He says, Abraham, I want you to leave this place. And in verse 2 he says, and I will make of thee a what? A what? A great nation, and I will what? What did he say? I will what? Bless thee, and make thy name what? Great, and thou shalt be a what? Blessing. And then he says, I will bless them that bless thee, and I will what? Curse him that curses thee. Come on, say amen, somebody. And in thee what? All the nations of the earth shall be what? Shall be blessed. So what kind of God did Abraham know? He knew God the blesser. He knew who? He knew God the blesser. Is he still the blesser? Come on, is he still the blesser? Now, another question that's going to parallel with what kind of God did Abraham know is what kind of man did the blesser know? <clears throat> what kind of man did the blesser know? So now we're talking about the other side of this coin, folks. Come on, say amen, somebody. And see, sometimes people, when talking about prosperity, they only talk about the God side. And that's not enough because why? You must talk about the man's side because why? Our prosperity is not completely up to God. Say it again. Our prosperity is not completely up to God. We have a huge part to play in how much God is able to bless us with. Tell your neighbor, you have a part to play. Now you already know that God truly did bless Abraham. Come on, say amen, somebody. And in today's standard, he would at least have been a multi-billionaire. A what? 
multi-billionaire. Bill Gates wouldn't have had nothing on Abraham. Do you hear what I just said? Come on, say amen, somebody. He had hundreds of employees just to take care of his stuff. Amen? He was rich. He was what? He was what? But who made him that way? God. The same God you serve. The same God you serve. But here's the question. What kind of God did Abraham know? And we're going to talk about that some more. But then, what kind of man was Abraham that God could bless him like he did? That God could take him to the level of prosperity that he took him from? What kind of man was this? Come on, say amen, somebody. And the first thing you'll see when answering this question or when asking this question of what kind of God did Abraham know, he know we know he is the blesser, right? But what kind of man did God know? He knew a man that would always obey him. Oh, I'm preaching good. Isn't it? A man, he knew a man that would leave anything, go anywhere, and give anything. Oh, let me say that again. He knew a man that would always obey him. A man that would leave anything. Go anywhere and give anything. What kind of man can God bless like that? Like he blessed Abraham. A man or woman who will obey God. Amen. Let me say it again. A man or woman who will what? When he says leave everything. When he says leave everything you've known. Everything you built and established here. And what did Abraham do? He did it. Come on, say amen, somebody. Well, what did the book of Hebrews say? Go to Hebrews 11, 8, but keep a marker there. Could be coming back. What did Hebrews say here? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. Hebrews 11, 8. What's it say? By faith, Abraham, when he's called to go out to a place where he should out there receive for an inheritance, did what? He did what? He obeyed and did what? He went out, but look at this, not knowing whether he went. Not knowing where he was going or where he was going to wind up. Listen, folks, that takes faith. Tell neighbor, that takes faith. See, me and Minister Walker, we know about this. Come on, say amen, somebody. Minister Evan knows about this. Come on. It takes faith. Leaving everything you know and going to what? You don't know. Leaving the comfortable and the known and going to the unknown. Knowing not what shall happen except you have this confidence God told me so. God told me to go so he'll be there when I get there. That's all you know. And the ram is on the way. Come on, and the ram is on the way. So we will encounter, listen, we will encounter, we will encounter the provision of God when we're on the path that God has us on. Let me say it again. We will, we will encounter the what? The provision of God when we're on the path that God has us on. We will not lack and we will not want for anything on the path that God has planned for us. So you got to be what? On his path. Tell your neighbor his path. But how many people understand that you can make all kinds of confessions about God prospering you? But it, do, it does you no good if you don't go where God told you to go. Let me say it again. It does you no good if you don't go where God told you to go. 
You're not going to prosper like you should if you're not going to do what he tells you to do. Get that in your heart. Come on, you can sow your seed. You can make your confessions. You can say, I believe in prosperity as much as you want. But if you don't obey, you will not prosper. Let me say it again. If you don't obey, you will not prosper. Come on, say amen, somebody. Tell neighbor, you will not prosper. See, we can't just talk about the God side of things, especially when it comes to prosperity. We have to talk about your side. Tell neighbor, you have a side to play. And it's just like the new birth. Come on, say amen, somebody. The new birth is not all up to God. Come on, Jesus bought it. He paid for it. Come on, say amen, somebody. The Holy, the Holy Spirit deals with people. Come on, does he? Come on, he enlightens them. He draws them. He opens their eyes. He opens their heart. But if people don't receive Jesus, if they don't believe on him, if they don't, if they don't confess him as Lord and follow him, will they be born again? Come on, will they be saved? No. Why? Because um, there's a manward side. Tell your neighbor, there's a manward side. And that's true in everything in God. You're listening to me out here. It's true in healing. It's true in provision. It's true in protection. Just everything. Say, tell your neighbor, everything. So what kind of God did Abraham know? He knew God the blesser, right? What kind of man did God know? A man who would obey him. Come on, say amen, somebody. And this is hard sometimes, but listen to me, especially you teenagers. Listen to me. This is hard. But sometimes God has to get you away from some people in order to bless you. And use you and use you like he wants you to wants to. Let me say it again. Sometimes God has to get you away from some people to bless you and use you like he wants to. Because why? Because as long as you're around them, you're gonna think like they do. You're gonna believe like they do. You're gonna speak like they do, and you're gonna act like they do. Come on, say amen, somebody. And as a result, teenagers, you put a cap on God blessing you. In other words, it will cap you, it will limit you. Why? Because when people you hang out with, they made up their mind they're not going there. Come on. Because why? Listen here now. Because it's uncomfortable to walk by faith. Come on, anybody that's done it knows it. It's uncomfortable to walk by faith. It's uncomfortable to step out and not know where the money is going to come from. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. And not know how it's going to work. I mean, it's uncomfortable to move and not know where you're going to live. Amen. To leave security and not have a job and not know how you're going to make money. Amen. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Now, someone will say, well, I tried that and it was off and I just perished. Well, that means that you didn't hear from God. You just decided to do something. Oh, I'm preaching good in here. Why? Listen here. You can't exercise faith. You can't separate. Listen. You can't separate exercising faith and being led by the Spirit of God. You can't separate them. Come on, say amen, somebody. Someone will say, well, I know somebody who stepped out of faith and threw away their medication and they died. Listen, there are people who threw away their medication and they are healthy and whole today. Well, I knew somebody that didn't have the operation and they're dead today. 
Well, I know somebody that, that didn't have the operation, and guess what? They're alive today. But the question is, what does that mean? It means one person was led, and the other one was not. Let me say it again. One person was led, and the other was not. And people get the idea that I'm going to step out. I'm going to step out here, and I'm going to move God. No, you're not. Tell your neighbor, no, you're not. I'm going to step out here, and I'm going to make God move. You're going to fall off the cliff. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. And this is going to be a long boy. Oh. <laughs> Why? Nobody makes God do anything. Why? He's God. Nobody manipulates God. Never have and never will. You cannot manipulate God. And faith is obeying him when you can't see how. Say it again. Faith is obeying him when you can't see how. Faith is believing him when you can't see how. Come on, say amen, somebody. And what did Abraham do? Abraham packed his stuff. Come on, left his kinny folk. Left the place where he was developed. Come on, he had been there for years. But he just stepped out. And he went out not knowing where he was going. What kind of man, what kind of woman can God bless like Abraham? A man or woman who obey him completely and step out in faith. Come on, a man or woman who, listen now, who will leave anything. He tells them to leave. And give anything he tells them to give. Now you can see why a lot of people are not at God's highest place of prosperity. I'm preaching good in here. Go to Genesis 13.1. Let's go to another point. Now you see why. Because a lot of people just don't obey God. Come on. God will tell you to leave some things. Amen. And they won't leave them. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. God will tell you to give some things and you won't give it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. I look at Brother Barry here. He built that deck out there. Come on, he left his work on his house to come build that deck. And he's going to bring Diamond along with him to help. He says she's opening her mouth back there on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> will God bless somebody like that? That will leave what they were doing and go take care of his house. Oh, come on now. That's what it's all about, folks. Amen? Obeying God. Obeying God. Be willing to leave something and, and where he tells you what he tells you to leave or go somewhere where he tells you to go. When you don't see where you're going. Amen. This is 13.1. Now there's a phrase you will see. You'll see with Abraham. You'll see it with Noah and Moses. And this phrase, and the Lord said to Moses, and this phrase, here's a phrase. You always see, and the Lord said to Moses. And then you hear, and Moses did as the Lord commanded. You'll see that time and time again. You'll see it with Noah. The Lord said to Noah, and Noah did as the Lord, what? Commanded. 
Come on, you're going to see this all through scriptures. And what? The Lord said to who? Moses. And Moses did what? Moses did as the Lord commanded him. Come on, say this. The Lord says, and they did. The Lord says, and I do. So the Lord told Abram, get up. Get your stuff. Get out of here. Leave your kinny folk and head that way. Well, where are we going? I'll tell you when you get there. <laughs> and he did it. The key is, and he what? He did it. And look at Genesis 13.1. And Abraham went up out of Egypt. He and his what? His wife. And all that he had, and Lot, what? With him into the what? South. Look at verse 2. And Abraham was what? Abraham was what? Very rich. This wasn't, spirit, this wasn't spiritual, folks. It said he was very rich in cattle and silver. And in what? Gold. Come on, say gold, silver, cows. Very rich. Come on, say it again. Gold, silver, cows. Very rich. Come on, say God did it. Who did it? Did the devil do this for Abraham? No. Did it say Abraham did it because he was so smart? And because he was, he was such a brilliant businessman? No. Didn't God tell him? If you leave this place, listen to this. Didn't God tell him, if you leave this place and go where I tell you to go, didn't God tell him, I'm going to bless you? He told him that before he even left home. I'm going to make you a what? Blessing. And then one chapter later, we read, and Abraham was very rich in cattle and silver. And in what? Go. Go over to Genesis 24. Genesis 24, verse 1. Now, this was at the end of Abraham's life. 24, verse 1. And it says here, are you there? And Abram was what? He was what? Oh, that means he was sustained all those years. And well stricken what? In age. In other words, listen, we plan on getting old. Well, I'm planning on getting old. Because y'all ain't giving me enough amens out there. See, old to them was like 90 and 100 and 120, folks, 130. Come on, say amen, somebody. Abram was 130, 30, 137 years plus years at this time, but he still wasn't even through yet. And it says that the Lord had what? And the Lord had what? Bless Abraham. Well, look at this. In all things. Somebody say things. Come on, somebody say things. The reason I want to park here is because why? For centuries, people have been taught that things are unspiritual. Things are unspiritual, and they will hinder you from serving God. That's what people have been taught. That you can you you really can't have many things and stuff because why? That's not holy, and that's not godly. Well, that means are you saying that Abraham's not holy? Are you saying that Abraham's not godly? Come on, he was called the father of faith, and he was rich, 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 rich. He was very rich, and it was okay with God. Come on, we say this over and over again. We have to say this over and over again. Tell your neighbor, you've got to say this over and over again. 
Come on, say amen, somebody. See, we have to say this over and over again because why? Because your mind and my mind, too, has been fed so much junk. Come on, our parents, our grandparents, come on, say amen, somebody. And we don't realize we serve exactly the same God, and he will do exactly the same thing. God does not change. So if it's not on God's side, whose side is it? Go to Galatians 3.13. Keep marking there. We're coming back. Can you remember what it says here in Galatians 3.13? Christ has what? Galatians 3.13. Christ has what? Redeemed us from the what? From the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that what? Hang up on a tree. And why did he do all that? Why did all that happen? In order that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through what? Through Jesus Christ. That's us. Uh -huh. Through Jesus Christ that us, that we might be what? Receive the promise of the Spirit through what? Through faith. God blessed Abraham. God did what? He blessed Abraham. Well, is it that blessing that made Abraham rich in all things, silver, gold, and cattle? Is that blessing ours today? Come on, listen. You can tell when a person gets in faith. Why? Because they get excited. When you get in faith about something and you really believe it, you get excited. Now, if you just sit back, you know, casual and say, okay, that means you're not there yet. And at this point, you're just mentally assenting. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. Because when it gets in your spirit, when it dawns on you, the blessing that was on my father, Abraham, that blessing that was on him all his life, that blessing that made him so rich, when it dawns on you, that blessing is mine. Come on, say amen, somebody. It is as much as mine as it was his. Y'all ain't there yet. <laughs> I said you get excited. If that's your definition of exciting, you ain't there yet. But we're going to get you there before the end of the series. Because I've seen some of y'all excited. <laughs> some of you excited when that man came. You was excited, and you showed your excitement. Come on, say amen, somebody. Fellas, you know when you seen that woman, you was excited. And you showed your excitement by chasing her. People could see the excitement on your face whenever she showed up in the room. Come on, say amen, somebody. But when you're in faith and you know that you know that you know that something is yours, you can't sit there casual. When you know that the blessing of Abraham is on me, you can't get, you can't, you can't be this like Sadezio. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. <laughs> so that means that we're not there yet. 
We're not there yet. That means we got to keep saying it and saying it. And we got to keep thinking it throughout the day, throughout the night. Because you got to be honest with yourself. Some of you are just not there. I don't care how much faith you say you think you have. All you do is look at one of them game shows. Look at one of them game shows. And they ain't even won anything. Just because their name was called. Did they get... Have you ever seen them go like this? Thanks for calling my name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Where do I sit? What do they do? Mic check. Okay. Battery's gone. Amen. Now the key is they haven't even won anything. How much more? But the key is I have to have this on the inside of me. It can't be superficial. When I know that I know, that I know. When I know that I know, that I know that the same blessing that was on him all his life, that blessing that made him rich, and I know that I know that I know that blessing is mine, and it as much as mine as it was his, you can't stand still for a while. Because you get excited when you know that you know that you know. Come on, say amen, somebody. And you got to keep saying it. Come on, she got it. God's still waiting for some of y'all to catch up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, there's an excitement. There's an excitement for us. Hallelujah. If somebody came in here right now and paid your mortgage off, you can't tell me you would just sit there like a lump on the log and do nothing. Some people ain't there yet. You still ain't not believing this thing. Come on, some of you have heard this Abraham blessing mine for years and years and years, and you still haven't connected you to that blessing. You haven't. That's why we got to keep saying it. That's why we got to keep thinking it through all day long, all night long. The blessing of Abraham is on me. That blessing is on me. That blessing is mine. 
come on, the prospering anointing will cause me to succeed. I'm appointed unto an increase like Abraham was. Failure is not for me. Failure is for the curse. Broke is for the curse. Sick is for the curse. I'm not the curse. I'm the blessed. The blessing is on me. Hallelujah. 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 Some of y'all just need to get a little excited in here. Ha, 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 ha. Glory to your name, O Lord. Hallelujah. 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 But that's different in levels, folks. That's different in levels in a room. And people are at different levels. You may one person be running around the room, one person is still sitting there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, go fast. <laughs> While the person beside it, they got it. I mean, it hit them like a light went off on the inside of them. See, when it hits you like a light on it, you can't sit and sit still. That light comes on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord. Say, I'm not the curse, I'm the blessed. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. 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 I am the blessed. Thank you, Lord. Same blessing you had on Abraham. That same blessing that made him rich in silver and gold and cattle. That same blessing is on my life. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name, O Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, say, I believe I receive it. Come on, we got to get there. We got to get there. We got to get there, folks. Come on, we're not waiting on prosperity. Prosperity is waiting on us to get there. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So what kind of God did Abraham know? He knew God, the blesser, and the blesser made him rich. You need to get used. Listen to me now. You need to get used to the word R-I-C-H. You didn't hear what I said. You need to get used to the word R-I-C-H. Use it often. Come on, we're rich. We're rich. We're rich. You need to talk like this. You need to say, I'm rich. My kids are rich. 
My grandkids are rich. My great-grandkids will be rich. My dog is rich. My cat is rich. My house is rich. My car is rich. I eat rich food. I wear rich clothes. Rich! Somebody say rich! Get used to that word. Get used to the word. I'm rich. And I know there are some people that don't like it. But it goes back to our text. How are you going to prosper as your soul prospers? And by you keep saying, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, that's what's going to allow your soul to prosper when you get these words in you. Not pastor's words, but these words. Letting these words get in you. Believing them. Saying them. Hearing them. Letting them get in you to where you're excited. That's why I know when you're excited or not because the word's not really in there yet. You can fake all you want. But when that word is in you, you get excited just by somebody mentioning the word prosperity, the word rich. All of a sudden it hits you right here. You are out. But you got to get them in you. You got to get these words in you. Believing them, saying them, hearing them, letting them get in you to where you're excited. If you're not excited, that means you just, you just, you just, you just, you, you, you found out where you're at. You, what did, you just located yourself. Let me say it again. You just located yourself. And that goes with anything, even for healing. When you know you healed and it's in you, you act like you're healed. You jump up and down and say, I know I got it. Because why? It's in me. And what happens? It causes an excitement that I know, that I know, that I know that thing is gone. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on, say out loud, the blessing. The blessing of Abraham. The blessing that made him rich. Very rich. That blessing is on me. That blessing is on me. Glory to God. Now, go back to Genesis 24 if you're not there yet. And look at verse 35. Because it's even more specific here, Genesis 24, 35. And this was one of Abraham's servants talking, one of his employees. And he says, and the Lord has what? Bless my master. How? Greatly. Who did it? The Lord. Somebody say the Lord. Now, Hollywood portrays this image of you sell your soul to the devil and you get rich. You know, we got this Illuminati thing going on. Come on, say amen, somebody. And they, they also say, and if you, but if you obey God, you'll be broke, but you will go to heaven when you die. Come on, say amen, somebody. And see, listen, the devil's too greedy to make you rich without a motive. And see, he can't help himself. Have you found out just watching the news and watching all the stuff on TV that he kills his best people because he's a killer? He kills his best people. Come on, he'll have somebody that's really doing some work for him. And he'll have them commit suicide because they're so miserable. How many... Rappers 
How many movie stars, how many people that we call successful are dead today? Dead. Because he kills them. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. He kills them. So forget about the devil making you rich. Come on now. Now, he might get some things in your hand temporarily. But before you know it, he'll kill you. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. He cannot bless because why? There's no blessing in him. But the servant said, and the Lord has blessed my master greatly. And he's become what? Great. And he has given him what? Flocks and herds and silver, and gold, and men servants, and maid servants, and camel and asses to carry all his gold and silver. Listen, that blessing is on me. That blessing is on me. That blessing is on me. That blessing right there. Same God. I serve the same God. Come on, I serve the same God. I serve a God that's not a respecter of persons. If he did it for Abraham, he said, Abraham's blessings are mine. That blessing is on me. Come on. He became great. Was given flocks and herds and silver and gold. That same blessing is on me. Come on, it's on me. Now think about it. What do you think would happen as somebody that doesn't believe in prosperity had a chance to sit down with Abraham and try to convince him prosperity is not for you today? Come on. That God gets much more glory out of you being broke. Do you think he'd be able to convince Father Abraham? <laughs> Why? Because what did Father Abraham know? He knew, listen, he, listen to this now, he knew super prosperity. Not normal, he knew super prosperity. He knew, listen, he knew multi-billionaire life. Come on, say amen, somebody. That's what he knew. He knew hundreds of employees. He knew the finest clothes in the world. Well, he didn't have a house. Because he didn't have a house doesn't make he mean he was broke. He didn't have a house, but guess what? He had tents that made even kings envious. Actual kings of kingdom envied him and they envied his kids. Why? That's how rich they were, folks. But who made them that way? Who made them that way? It said, the Lord has blessed my what? Master how? Greatly. And he's become what? Great. And, has, and he has given him. Who gave it to him? The Lord has given him what? Flocks. Not just a flock. Flocks. Not just a herd. Herds. Silver. Gold, men's servants, maid servants. Come on, some of y'all need some servants in your house right now. Camels and asses, come on. Who gave him all of that? The scripture. <laughs> you need to run now, right? The scripture said the Lord did it. Who did it? Who did it? Has he changed? I'll get this now. Has he changed? He hasn't changed. Come on, say that blessing is on me. Come on, say that blessing is on me. So Abraham knew that God that made him rich. Lift your hands and give God praise. God says you need to know him as the God that will make you rich. Don't be ashamed of saying the word rich. 
Because it's as your soul prospers. I got to get my soul to line up with the word of God. Because when I get my soul to line up with the word of God, things will start happening externally. I'll start walking in this thing that God's been trying to get me to walk in since he got me born again. Come on, say amen, somebody. God's been trying to get you prosperous since you got born again. Since you got born again. Now some of y'all been born again for a long time. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Father, we thank and we praise and we glorify you, Lord. We give you all the glory. 